Maybe then you can see me and I can see you Maybe then we'll come together as a people Tired of the pain cause it ain't new Let's come together as a people Even if we don't share the same view Welcome to the Jesus and Everything Foundation podcast. On this show, we look at all problems affecting the world and we discuss how we can solve them using the character of Jesus, unity, and decentralization of resources available to us. The character of Jesus, or as I like to call them, the Jesus character principles, are principles that whether you are a Christian or not, we can all agree on these principles. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. For every episode, we discuss a problem topic from our category list. You can find this list on the Foundation's website, jaef.foundation. We ask ourselves and listeners, what is the goal? What is the vision for this problem category? What are the potential solutions? What are the obstacles? What resources do we need? And what resources do we have? But most importantly, do these solutions and resources pass the character test? The nine Jesus character principles? If yes, then we move on to collaboration. What does this look like? This show is a platform to get the ball rolling on as many problems affecting the world as we can. We want to go beyond just talking about problems. So after the show, we collaborate by acting. First, we open the discussion floor to our listeners. Then we decentralize and open source all of our resources from brain power, manpower, utilities to capital. Before every episode, I like to ask our viewers and listeners, do you ever ask yourself, where are we going? Where is this world going? Time keeps on ticking, the day ends, a new dawn arises, and life goes on. But what is our destination? Do we have any global objectives that unite us when it comes to things like food, security, healthcare, education, or standard of living? It's a fair question to ask. If you work for a company or work for yourself, you have a general idea about your company's vision. Goal. So what is our goal, our overarching vision as the current residents of this planet? What role is your company, your city, your country playing in the big picture? And what role are you who's listening to this playing in this big picture? series called The Christian Checklist. It's under our Spiritual Corner category. You can find the full list of topics we shall cover under this category on our website, jf.foundation.com.
the foundation. That is J-A-E-F dot foundation. God told Joshua something in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 that I believe most Christians overlook. You see, Joshua had been given the responsibility to lead the children of Israel into the promised land to possess it. And God was giving him some last minute instructions before they set off. So picture yourself as the commander in chief. How would you as the commander in chief instruct your army general who is heading out to the battlefield? I'm sure most of us would be looking over battle strategy, tactics, and so forth. However, God's last departure instructions to Joshua seem to be both ironic and iconic. God told Joshua in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 that this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in this book day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in this book, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. The book of the law that God was referring to wasn't a book containing fighting instructions and battle tactics. No. The book of the law was a combination of God's moral laws, civil laws, and sanitary laws. Interesting right? I think so. However, I want to draw our attention to these specific phrases used by God in verse 8. He said, the law. Now today, to ask Christians, this means God's instructions. Then he also said, meditate day and night. This is a suggestion of a daily routine. Practice remembering these laws, meditate them, ponder them. He also said, observe to do all of it. Put, it in, put them into action. Put God's statutes into action daily. Then by, do, by doing all the above, it's inevitable that whatever you do, you will prosper and have good success. Whether it's a business relationship, romantic relationship, mental health, finances, leadership, physical health, you name it. Just like Joshua was guaranteed good success in possessing a foreign land, likewise God guarantees us good success if we meditate and do all of his statutes. Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3 that, but understand this, that in the last days will come set in perilous times of great stress and trouble, hard to deal with and hard to bear. And Peter also told the scattered believers around the world to be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. With this in mind, and the awareness of the times, that we currently live in today. As a Christian, you can no longer afford to just wake up and dash out of the door. You need to remind yourself daily that you are like a soldier going out to the battlefield and whether or not you get back home to your family depends on the kind of armory that you go out with 
on the battlefield. Whether you like it or not, accept it or not, as a Christian out in the world today, you need to be thoroughly equipped before you encounter the day. In fact, I like to think of it as it's kill or be killed. So the Christian checklist is just a guide that you can use to stay sharpened and well-rounded in the different areas of your Christian walk. The Christian checklist will help you cover your spiritual blind spots. We hope this series blesses your heart. So open up your heart and mind and let's dive in. Cause the light has shown us No fear's big enough to own us We were never meant to fit in these folders Know this, I ain't scared of these poses Over time we all face opponents They thought they could mess with this focus They forgot the end of the climb's the coldest Know this, life's a battlefield of moments Hold this We are and no one hears We persevere As we approach the line We march through all those fears That kept us here Walls, you can't hold us. If we just keep running away, we'll never make it alive. Till we stand and we fight, aim fire and blow it away. We're storming enemy lines, leaving no one behind. Welcome to episode one of the Christian Checklist. Now, according to the biblical timeline, we are living in the end times. If you have any doubts, I will just read two passages of scripture, maybe to re-update your memory and show you that according to the biblical timeline, we are living in the end times. This is from Matthew chapter 24. This is what the Lord Jesus Christ said in Matthew chapter 24. In fact, the, the subheading says the signs of the times and the end of the age. From verse 3. Now, as he sat on the Mount of, Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars 
and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to the tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. So the end hasn't yet come, as Jesus is saying here. But this is the beginning of sorrows. So we are in the end of times, end times. A lot of the things that Jesus talked about here have already happened. Uh, there's lots of wars happening. We keep hearing of wars and rumors of more wars that, that, that could potentially happen. And na some nations are rising up against some nations. We already know that. Russia, Ukraine. Um, that's not new. Kingdom against kingdom. This is also happening. Uh, famines, pestilences. We've just gone through COVID, all of that earthquakes nothing new here in fact right now if you're reading the bible right now you should not even be you should just when you see what's happening in the news i always like to, to say that the the news for me personally the news just confirms what the bible has already told me i get my news from the bible and then once i once i see it on the news so to say um it's just double confirmation of what jesus already told us so whether you believe in god or not everything that jesus talked about here is already happening so um if you're a christian this should just be business as usual now in second timothy we get more of like a clear picture that really describes that we are in the end times in 2 Timothy chapter 3, the Apostle Paul writes to Timothy and says, But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. In fact, another place it says, In the last days will come perilous times of great stress and trouble, hard to deal with and hard to bear. He goes on to say, For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. And he says, and from such people turn away. He goes on to say, For of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women, 
loaded down with sins led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. Now, as James and Jambres resisted Moses, so do these also resist the truth, men of corrupt minds, disapproved concerning the faith. But they will progress no farther, for their folly will be manifest to all, as theirs also was. He just goes on to say, But you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured. And out of them all the Lord, out of them all the Lord delivered me. He goes on to say, this is in verse 12, yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and be assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. He goes, on, he goes on to conclude that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God or woman of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. This is loaded now, this is this is not a series to kind of to, to focus on the end times, but this is a series that is just awakening you and saying, if you don't know, now you know. If you haven't heard, it's happening. It is happening. Everything that Paul talked about, that Jesus described, folks, it's happening. It's here. It is here. Every day you hear of some stuff that is going on and you, and on one side, even as, even just to be frankly honest, sometimes you think of it and you say, my goodness, like it's just getting worse and worse. And you almost drawn into the spirit of fear of, 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 you know, you, you, this feeling of being overwhelmed and just feeling helpless. It's very easy for this to come upon you, but the reassurance that the father for me personally has been giving me has been telling me, son, I told you about these things. In fact, in scripture, Jesus says in, in John chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world, you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. But be of good cheer, take courage, be confident, certain, undaunted. For I have overcome the world. I have deprived it 
of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. As I said, I, I will probably gradually be rolling out some of the things that we should be paying attention to happening in the world. But honestly, as a Christian, you should just really feel encouraged and saying the show is almost over. So with that in mind, and the one scripture says, be glad, rejoice for your redemption draws nigh. There's a lot, you know, of things that we have to watch out for, but I'm not here to add anxiety to the flames. I'm here to provide guidance on how Christians should stay strapped for these end times. It would be ignorant of us as believers not to stay armored up. The scripture says in Ephesians, put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand, to withstand the evil day or that you may be able to stand in the evil day. So it would be ignorant of us as believers not to stay armored up with some of these tools that Jesus gave us. In fact, to go through these perilous times that Paul talks about in 2 Timothy, I believe we need a daily routine or we need kind of like a routine tune-up with all of these tools that we shall be uncovering in the Christian checklist. It's kind of like, you know, when, when you take your car for an oil change or to service it, um, the mechanic, the, the, the people at the place where you take your car, they have a checklist, you know, you take it in, they check the oil, they check the tire pressure, they, they, you know, they check the oil filters, air filters, coolant, the brake pads, um, the, you know, the, the spark plugs, man, they have a checklist. They have a checklist. So I believe as Christians as well, we need to have a checklist. You know, with all of this in mind, the, the times that we live in, you know, and being aware of what the social climate around the world is right now, we know that the prince of the air, the god of this world, as scripture warns us, Satan, is intensifying his attack against all pillars of righteousness. Satan knows that he is running out of time. He is left with very little, very little time to do his damage. He knows that. And that's why things are intensifying. So if we know that we are under attack, we're going to be under constant attack until the return of Christ. We need a checklist as believers. We need, we need a believer's checklist. You know, as another illustration, pilots have a checklist. And they must go through this checklist every time before they fly. It doesn't matter if a pilot has been flying for 20 years. Every time he gets behind the cockpit 
or he gets into the cockpit, he has to, he or she has to go through this checklist every time. So likewise, as believers, I believe we must have a checklist and we need to do a routine checkup using this checklist as we go through our Christian walk with our heavenly Abba Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that based on the times we live in as Christians, we can no longer afford just to wake up and dash out of the door. You can't afford to do that. It's too risky, guys. It's too risky. It's too risky for you to just leave out the door. You are better off, you know, most people think, oh, I've woken up late and I don't have time to read the Bible, pray, commune and fellowship with the father. I don't want to be late to work, late for work. So God, I'll see you later. Catch you later on in the evening. Fox, you may not make it back home. It's better off. You better off arriving late to work and kind of sorting things out with your boss than just dashing out the door. You need to think like a soldier going to battlefield that whether or not you get back home to your family will depend on the kind of armory that you go out with on the battlefield in the morning. Whether you want to accept it or not, as a Christian out in the world, you need to be thoroughly equipped before you encounter the day. Because the environment around you is only going to get worse. We just read what Paul told Timothy, what Peter told the believers who were scattered, what Jesus said. If you're a Christian and you actually believe that the storms that you read about um, in the news, the things that you see happening, if you think it's going to calm down, I've got news for you. You are naive and ignorant. Not to be a bearer of bad news or, or be pessimistic. No, it's going to get worse because that's what the scripture tells us. And you can see. Do you know uh, uh, these, these episodes where I normally, a uh, series where I get into more how scientific laws all point to um, the rapture of the church? You see, in science, there's, there's a principle called entropy. Entropy talks about that the natural state of things is always disorder. Entropy is, is a term of physics. And when they study entropy, they show that the entropy of the universe as a whole, this is what scientists believe, shows that the entropy of the universe is going to get worse and worse and worse. It, it shows um, uh, the entropy of the universe is going to increase, which means the disorder of things is only going to increase. And it talks about things, you know, like that would also mean things like environment and the climate, you know, will, will you know, kind of get worse. Um, but the, 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 the physical world is going to get worse based on the laws of physics of entropy it shows that the entropy of the universe 
will keep getting worse and worse and worse and worse until at a certain point everything blows up. Now, I believe that God is so smart. You see how in the Old Testament they give, the Old Testament is a shadow of things to come. The, the Old Testament is a shadow of the new covenant. The things that you see in the Old Testament point towards the New Testament. You know, everything, everything was pointing towards Jesus. The same way is, is how I believe that God has embedded within the laws of nature, of science, of, of, of the universe, in, in this physical universe, this, the physical universe is a shadow of spiritual things to come. I believe so. Because it says that entropy, if you study entropy, which means the entropy is a state of disorder. Things are always by default in a state of disorder. Now, a lot of scientists believe that this disorder of things in the physical realm is only going to get worse until a certain point everything blows up and even the sun blows up. What they don't understand, it's just a shadow of the spiritual entropy that is happening. The things are going to get worse because that's how it's been set up. We have to go through these things getting worse, rapture of the church, all, all, all the things happen. Tribulation gets worse. It gets so, it gets so bad that Jesus says, unless those days were shortened for the elect, no soul would be saved. So the, the, the scientists, the, the, the people who look at the world in that, in, from that lens, the laws that they follow say entropy is getting worse. The, the disorder of things. The Bible tells us it's going to get worse. The news says it's getting worse. So any way you want to look at it, it's getting worse. So what I'm trying to say is the battle doesn't get easier from here onwards. But we have to get stronger. It's one of the areas that God has been challenging me. He's, he's been telling me, son, start to read about Paul's suffering. Start to read about the scriptures that talk about perseverance, um, long-suffering, being pressed, being crushed, enduring, uh, rejoicing in tribulation. You need to start building that tough skin because you need to develop a tough fabric. Otherwise, the scripture says, the love of many will wax cold. That is not for unbelievers. That is for believers. It says, there will be a great falling away. A lot of believers are going to fall away from the faith because times got worse, but they got weaker. Now is the time to build a tough, tough skin. And God's been challenging me on that. So I'm spending a lot of time in scriptures to talk about patience. Let patience have its perfect work. That let, let long suffering, let endurance have its perfect work. That you will be entire and perfect, wanting and lacking nothing. Start to meditate about scriptures. Talk about that we are crucified daily. Um, like, like sheep, we are led to the slaughter daily. We suffer with Christ, but we shall be glorified with him. We die daily. Scriptures that talk about pain. 
not so that you can just have a pessimistic view of life, no, but it, you have to get tough. The battle for souls is only going to get more heated. Jesus wants to redeem as many souls as possible before his return. But likewise, the devil wants to take down with him as many souls as he can before his time is up. So we have this battle between Jesus who wants to redeem souls and the devil, Satan, who wants to take down as many souls as he can before his time is up. So you don't want to get caught up in this crossfire. You want to feel safe even when we when you are out in the world. In fact, Jesus, when he was praying in John 17, he says, I pray not that you take them out of the world, only keep them from evil. So a lot of Christians think that when things get heated, God is just going to beam us up. No. Because he's saying, I pray not that you take them out of the world, but keep them from evil. Protect them from the evil in the world. The scripture says we are not of the world, but we are in this world. But we are not of the world. So, honey, ladies and gentlemen, sir, madame, sirs, ladies and gentlemen, you need your armor on in every area of your life. Else you will get taken out by stray bullets. You need your armor on in every area of your life, else you will get taken out by stray bullets. So the Christian checklist is going to be a combination of things like that a Christian needs to do a routine checkup on. You see, you can't afford to be a Christian who is so strong in one area and weak in another area. Like you can't be strong in the areas of righteousness, but be weak financially. I'm sorry. You have to be strong. And this has always been the problem with the church. We always preach one gospel, but we don't understand the gospel of Jesus Christ is the good news. The Beatitudes, we're talking about salvation. Salvation doesn't only mean salvation for souls. Salvation means um. It's a deliverance in every area of your life. Likewise, you can't have a strong um, financial life, but be weak in areas of sin, temptation, lying, uh, profanity, um, not being a man or woman of your word. So the Christian checklist is to keep you balanced in every area of your life because they said the strength of a chain is in its weakest link. The same place where you're strongest at is also the same place where you're weakest at. The strength of a password is in its weakness. The weakness of a password is in its strength. That's how this thing works. And just in my own personal life, I notice that sometimes I'm strong in one area and weak in another area. And then the area that I have ignored becomes the weak link in my chain. 
because I've gotten strong in one specific area, then I leave openings, I become weak in a certain area. We all have our favorite parts of the Bible, the places in scripture that we hang out the most. And most times, this is because perhaps the other areas where we should be spending time convict us, they challenge us, and we aren't ready for growth in that area. So we tend to run away from those places in scripture and hang out in our, I like to call them scripture comfort zones. These people that want to hang out in, in healing, they don't want to hang out in um, evangelism or talking about the gospel and preaching the good news. There's people that want to hang out in heal in, 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 in evangelism and preaching the gospel, which is true, but they don't take care of their physical bodies. They're weak physically. And also, they're busy preaching the gospel, the good news, but they are sick. They don't care to spend time in healing scriptures to walk in divine health. So you find someone whose God wants to use them, but they are only able to, he's only able to use them for a short amount of life, a short amount of time. And they die at 50. They die at 45. Why are you dying at 50? Why are you dying at 40 years old? That's too young. Because they were so busy being strong in one area of the gospel, they forgot about taking care of their physical health, um, taking advantage of divine healing, their finances, their, their, their love with their spouses, their relationships. So you could be strong in all these areas and maybe you won't be caring, you know, taking care of your family, you know, loving your wife or husband or loving your kids because you're so busy trying to preach to everybody else, you're not taking care of home. And then now your marriage becomes a weak link in your Christian walk. And the devil takes you down right there. Paul talks about, lest after I preached, I become a castaway. Paul says, I subject my body. I bring it under. I buffet it. I, I, keep, I keep under my body. Lest after I've preached, I be a castaway. So, you will, you will be the kind of Christian who's preaching the gospel, talking about God this, God that, God this, God that. And you don't have a good family relationship. You don't have a good relationship with your kids, your wife. You don't have a good romantic balance. So the Christian checklist will be a place that keeps you well-rounded. It will kind of give you an overview of different areas of your life that you should daily perform like a routine checkup. You don't have to do this daily, but I believe maybe bi-weekly, some things you have to do daily, some things bi-weekly, some things monthly. So this is what we are going to be covering in this series. Thank you for tuning in to episode one, and I'll see you in episode two.
This was episode one of the Christian Checklist series. In the next episode, we'll continue building the Christian Checklist. That is, what key areas should we as Christian believers routinely tune up in our believers' walk of faith? Your host for today was Calvin Kavanda. Thanks for listening and see you on the next episode. Muchos quieren que yo dude de lo que tú has hecho en mí, pero lo malo sacude porque ya me decidí.